And welcome to the post-Thanksgiving podcast of the Self-Centered Woman podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Hart, and happy to be with you again. This episode has been a rough one to come by coming off of Thanksgiving festivities or lack thereof. I have been down since the last time I posted an episode, a self-centering session with Rachel episode, when my back was out. So as soon as I started to feel better in my back, I got a raging sinus infection and literally am still recovering. It's been over a week. It started with burning in the back of my nose then a little stuff in the throat, starting to feel a little congested, hacking up mucus on a regular basis, coughing my brains out all night long, sleeping on the couch so I wouldn't disturb anybody. Well, honestly, so that my fiancé could deal with the kids, LOL, because he kept the baby monitor, so I literally slept through the night for the past five nights because the little one is reverting back to wanting to get out of the bed anyway that's neither here nor there the point is is that I was not feeling very grateful for Thanksgiving coming off of three weeks of just feeling like crap I was really happy for my kids to be home but aside from the sickness, physical sickness, I think that when we are physically not feeling well, that that really does open the floodgates for our mental to suffer. And truth be told, I have a confession to make. I have not been practicing the four seeds of self-care. Obviously, being sick, it's been almost a month since I've done any kind of exercise with um, Thanksgiving, really eating well, meditation, sleep has been whatever. And I have suffered from it, I think, mentally. And so I have found myself this Thanksgiving going down memory lane a little too much and really struggling with the Thanksgivings of the past and when my big kids were little and the memories that I have of my own Thanksgivings when I was a little kid, missing my loved ones who are no longer here and really wanting to be present for the people that are here now and to love them wholeheartedly and to get the most out of the connections with them, with the time that I have, like knowing all of that stuff and yet unable to do it. A, because I didn't feel good, but B, because mentally I was feeling so overwhelmed. And I know that I'm not alone. As much bullshit as we post on Facebook about how grateful we are and how wonderful everything is, 
I know damn well I can't be the only one. So please tell me who's with me, who's with me. If you're with me, rate and review the podcast. <laughs> or send me an email, rachelhart at reconnectedtolife.com, and let me know that you're with me. Um, but to process, so I'm in the middle of Thanksgiving Day. I'm still going through the motions. I'm making the food. Fiance is the best cook ever. So he's made the collard greens, the macaroni and cheese, the dressing. I'm responsible for the turkey and gravy always. And I made a good corn pudding once. So I tried to um, replicate that every year and just making it all come together with the rolls and the cranberry sauce and all that stuff. And even for the blessing, usually I take it on Thanksgiving or on special occasions because I want to really like break it down to how lucky we are, how grateful I am. And I couldn't even do that. I just said, no, you go ahead. We said our standard blessing and that was the end of it it was the best I could do and sometimes the best that you can do is gonna have to be good enough for you and for everybody else sometimes you don't live up to the expectations that everybody has set for you or the expectations that you have for yourself it is what it is. We can't walk around being grateful 100% of the time. And we can't perform gratitude just because it's Thanksgiving, which, as we all should know by now, is kind of a bullshit holiday as long as are all the rest of them. But for people that don't spend time working on themselves, working on their connections, their relationships, trying to be a more self-centered individual through their self-care and through the way that they interact with the world, then this is a prime time to fulfill all of those obligations of gratitude and connection. But for me, I didn't feel, um, I didn't feel obligated to do it, which is a good sign because it means I do it most of the time anyway. But back to the processing, I felt a real need to talk to people that could understand what I was going through. So the first text I made was to my cousins. Um, actually, the first text I sent was to my neighbor because it was her son's birthday. And our kids have been friends since five years old. And... We are not close uh, because the boys are not really friends anymore. They have different circles. But, of course, we still celebrate each other's birthdays and graduations just in the way of acknowledging. So it was his birthday, and I was telling her, you know, that I was really going through it and missing family. And she told me, you know, it can be a bittersweet, bittersweet time, but you have so much to be thankful for she's like you got a shitload of kids I have one <laughs> and and she said when I drive when I walk 
by the house and see all of your kids' cars in the driveway. It makes her tear up because she goes through it too. What time does, you know, that those kids that we've played together, made Lego movies together, played with Webkins, been back and forth running at each other's houses, are now going to graduation parties and friendsgivings and things entirely separate from us going to college and all of that is hard to take sometimes um and then I called my cousins my cousins I lived with them when I was in fourth and fifth grade and they are very much like my sisters I guess because they know my family, my mother's side of the family. It was my mother's sister and my, it was my aunt Holly. You've heard from another podcast who recently passed away last year in February unexpectedly. And I was really missing her today. And I texted my cousins and let them know that we, I'm having a hard time and I'm missing their mom and my cousins said, you know, they're missing their moms. And just the idea that we are growing older, that time stops for no one. And here we are putting on the Thanksgivings rather than attending the Thanksgivings. And my mom and my aunt even my granddad, my granddad's going to be 91 this year. And that's my mom's dad, my aunt's dad. That is hard to take. He was a pilot. He was this strong, able-bodied person who I can barely hold a conversation with now. And that's sad. And, um, but anyway, we spent a lot of nights with these people as children watching shows like The Golden Girls, Cheers, Barney Miller. Good God. Anyway, we love The Golden Girls. It's always a thing. Who's who? And so my mom is the living sister. So I said, we actually are becoming The Golden Girls. My mom is Sophia. <clears throat> we're going to have to keep her in check. Good Lord, the woman's found Facebook and life has not been the same for me. Um, she's still learning and I'll just leave it at that. But she um, has found Facebook. <laughs> so she's Sophia. My other cousin who's four months younger than me is going to have to be Dorothy. She's got it more together than the two of us and she's like oh I'm claiming Dorothy so you guys are gonna have to fight over Rose and Blanche and I said well I I don't mind I can be either one depending on the day my cousin said no I'm gonna take Rose I've always said I'm gonna be Rose and I said okay well I'll take Blanche she's the jam and somebody said something about uh, Blanche being a slut um she is just in touch with her sexuality. So we had a good laugh about which golden girl we are going to be and are becoming. And it was a bit of comic relief 
for the day for sure. And then I called my ex-mother-in-law, my ex-husband. Um, her, his mother lives on an island in Vancouver. I haven't seen her. I've only seen her twice in my life. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but I saw her once when my college-aged son was 10 months old. I took my oldest and number two to Vancouver to uh, two ferries over to the island that she lives on. And then I saw her again in 2008 when we moved to Atlanta. And I haven't seen her since. So in December, it'll be 15 years. But we have always been so close. She is my person when it comes to conversation of depth and just pure acceptance of what I'm going through without trying to fix it or without any kind of judgment on it. And it just means the world to me. And she's 78. So just being able to talk to her about it was such a gift. And I was telling her, you know, it's just, I'm just so sad. I just miss the way things used to be in so many ways. I just want to go back to the way things used to be. Everything in life feels so disconnected so much of the time. I think about what I do for a living and the way that the medical system has succeeded in large part to disconnect a woman from her God-given perfection of her ability to give birth to a baby, to grow a baby, to feed a baby, to understand her cycle. The most natural things in the world have begun to be so disconnected. I have another friend, Augustine, who was on the last podcast or the podcast before that, and she had posted something about all this AI stuff going on and what does that mean for creativity. And that had me so disturbed to think that the creative process could be done away with. The, again, God-given purpose of the natural creative process could be replaced, could be so disconnected by AI, disturbing to me. Um, and she said, I had been thinking about you and just how much you are a caregiver of people by the women I serve through births, by the women I serve through coaching, by my own children, through um, being their mother, by my partner who I try to serve after all of those other things and tend to fail miserably most of the time. Who takes care of the caregiver? It's a real thing. It's a real issue. Who do you talk to? Do you have someone? Do you have that person that can walk with you and say, I know you don't really mean anything that you're saying. And once you get through this, you're going to be glad that you did. And you're going to remember that everything is worth it. 
Do you have that person? I'm grateful today, the day after Thanksgiving. I'm a million times more grateful today than I was yesterday for those conversations, for the people that were here for Thanksgiving, for going through that process and coming out on the other end today with much more clarity. The last two people I talked to are male. So that was an interesting. I called my dad because I was really missing him and trying to get out the words. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, are you crying? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, you got to get it together. He's like, all those memories, I mean, th- those are the things that I hold on to. You know, I couldn't make it without having those happy memories. And so it was an interesting take on, yeah, you have all of those memories and you're supposed to look back on them fondly, not as a means of finding yourself depressed for right now. Look at all the people that you have in your life right now. And then I talked to my fiance later that evening because I was feeling completely not supported in my nervous breakdown and was really offended. And, you know, just at the end of the night, we were able to have a conversation. And he was like, you know, they're gone they're gone. They're not coming back. It's our turn. We have to be those people. And he's like, you need to go and you need to take a shower. And I said, no, I don't want to. And he's like, that's the problem. It's not about what you want to do. It's about what you need to do. And as much as I didn't like some of the things that I heard from the male people in my life. Today on the flip side, I'm so grateful for that balance because the women I called, I knew were going to coddle me and baby me and walk me through and make me feel better, which is something that I did need. But I also needed that masculine energy to say, you got to get up. Pull your pants up, go take a bath, like get with the program because people need you and you are important and you are expected to be walking out your purpose. And your purpose is wherever you are right now. And that also really spoke to me just what balance is, you know, about should I sit here and beat myself up about the fact that I didn't enjoy Thanksgiving and I'm going to have to wait a whole nother year to enjoy it? No, because sometimes you just don't enjoy things. And Thanksgiving is just a label. Thanksgiving is something to make it seem even worse than it is. Sitting with it and allowing 
yourself to sit with it and sit with it and wait until something transforms it. But sincerely look, I mean, I, I, as much as it doesn't seem like I took a step in that direction to get better, I reached out to those people for a reason because I wasn't going to just sit in that place. I needed somebody to help me to process through and I knew the people that were going to help me. One thing I will say um, as takeaways for the day is not to make any uh, decisions about any relationships, (laughs) careers, or overall walking out on your family (laughs) when you don't feel good. It's not a good idea to make any life decisions when you aren't feeling good physically or mentally. So just um, take note of that. And then living in the past. They have its place. It has its place. We've all gone through pictures and really had a good time, right? Looking at this picture, telling stories about that. It, but it's meant to bring joy. It doesn't always. But it's what it's for. It's like my dad says, that's what gets him through are those happy memories to know that he's been in a place once where he was happy, especially since he is chronically not feeling well, that that is a thing that gets him through. Um, and so that was my Thanksgiving and... My message is that we can't always feel thankful all of the time. There is a balance. There's a reason for everything. There's a time for everything. Without the darkness, we cannot see the light. Without the pain, we cannot feel the, fl- the pleasure. Without not doing self-care, we don't necessarily notice how much it has affected us to not do our self-care, right? So there's always the yin and yang. And if there's anything to be grateful for, I think it's that. There's so much that's said about finding that peace, pleasure, joy, treasure in your pain and trauma because it really is the thing that highlights all the other wonderful things that you have going on in your life. So I hope that you did have the most wonderful, fantastic Thanksgiving of them all. I sincerely do. And if you didn't, then I would say, who cares? It doesn't matter. Today, we have just as much of an opportunity to be grateful, to be thankful, to honor our connections to take care of our bodies, to start again. You can always start again. So long as we have breath in our lungs, we can start again. Hold fast to that and be self-centered.